you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're talking about Rick Wiles going ballistic because he thinks the elites are trying to depopulate the planet by changing your DNA. The praying medic, Dave Hayes, and his weird view of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Pastor Mark Taylor's belief that Trump won't win in 2024 unless he disavows the vaccine. I remember a time when he was afraid Biden would take credit for the vaccine. We'll also be listening to voicemails. If you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the phone number is one 800 701 if you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. Bertie Gamer, in my opinion, QAnon crossed the horizon when I heard about the surfing school teacher and what he did to his kids because of QAnon. They are in a deep black hole. Yes, indeed, they are. I couldn't have possibly said it better myself. As a matter of fact, there's this book by QAnon called QAnon, An Invitation to the Great Awakening by WWG1WGA. That stands for Where We Go One, We Go All. It's QAnon's de facto catchphrase. And this book is so completely over the top unhinged. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. This is the beginning. There's so much to tell you. So much has happened and so much has been hidden, but we have to start somewhere, so this is it. A book is typically a big project, but we're from the era of DMs and PMs and online comments, so we're going to do this one together like we always do. Let's look at the glossary in this book, right? It's got a glossary. It's got to have some good shit in here. 187, to murder, assassinate. Q's reference likely comes from California Penal Code 187. 4 a.m. talking points. This refers to the fact that for many years, the mainstream media, MSM, receives the daily agenda to be broadcast that day at 4 a.m. Note that this information tells them word for word what to report, so you often hear the exact same information being sent out to the world, often with the exact same words. Visit link, for example. 5-5 or 5-X-5. Loud and clear, we hear you. 8-chan. Uh, A1Z26 cipher, a simple direct substitution cipher. Admin, adrenochrome, altmedia, anon, AS, autists, bakers, baking, boards. Yeah, uh, this is absolutely fascinating to me. No name, John McCain. This book is so, this is a, a seriously wild ride. I thought about reading this thing on the podcast, but I don't know. It would certainly be demonetized, maybe even deleted. It's time to wake up. If you're ready to give up the senseless rage you're surrounded by, wake up and join the forces of light. We welcome you. We are not a political party. There is corruption on both sides of the aisle. Most of us are independents in some sense. We think for ourselves. Instead, we're a movement of awakened individuals working together to discover and reveal the truth that has been hidden from us and to eliminate evil and corruption. Our goal is to protect others, to share the truth, and to restore sanity. QAnon! Wants to restore sanity. Okay. We have friends and supporters all over the world. That's true enough. Here are 10 things you can do to awaken others and help in the war we are fighting against the deep state. 1. Love and support our nation, our constitution, and yes, our president. Donald Trump has given up the life he could have had in order to play an essential role in freeing us from darkness, but he can't do it alone. Supporting him is the least we can do. Get an education. Oh, of course. Get an education doesn't just mean go to a university, right? Nearly every major national event involving the deep state 
both good and the bad things they have that have happened have been suppressed over the last two years or more. You can catch up. The Russian collaboration story the media is fixated on is both untrue and a distraction from many important stories the mainstream media will never tell you. Follow independent journalists. Subscribe to their channels. So it doesn't mean get an education at all. It, it just means follow our movement and listen to what our journalists, quote unquote, have to say. Share what you're learning evangelize this sounds like the 12-step program pray for our leaders our families our communities our children and our movement be there for friends and family as they awaken they will be in various stages of disbelief denial fear depression anger and misunderstanding as they process the new realities they're learning be patient and tolerant the deep state will do and say anything to retain power false flag events potential biological threats violent mob actions etc if you see anything suspicious report it avoid uh, violent confrontations that's interesting be prepared give peace a chance the deep state has been the hidden hand in conflicts and wars all over the world join us in creating a positive future and get involved those are the 10 things they want you to do right now wow man i don't even fully understand like how deeply ridiculous and scary QAnon is at its core like i i haven't gone all the way down the rabbit hole. I've only gone a little bit. And it is fucking unhinged. Unhinged shit. Unhinged is an understatement. What drawbacks do you see in the modern atheism movement or its philosophy, politics, worldview, or anything else, either in the broader landscape of mainstream discussion or even specifically here on YouTube? There are a few problems with the atheist movement with the atheism movement and this dates back all the way to like 2014 15 and 2016 the atheist movement on youtube specifically in 2013 and 14 wasn't that bad it was okay at the time in fact that's roughly when i came into youtube atheism like watching it not participating in it but as time went on 2014 and 2015 that's when, for some reason, YouTube atheists started going down this bizarre fucking rabbit hole of, like, anti-SJWism or whatever. It started going down, like, a hard-right conservative kind of pipeline. And I think that happened because they, these people, at least partially, because they lost interest in atheism, like, they kind of got sick of talking about it, I guess, or something. And they started saying things. I mean, I'm talking people like Armored Skeptic, The Amazing Atheist, people like that. They started saying things like, all these arguments have already been made. Why am I even doing this anymore? Well, uh, yeah, of course the arguments have been made. I mean, we're in the year 2015 at the time. People have been talking about atheism and God for like thousands and thousands of years. Who knows? Longer, maybe. Of course, these arguments have been made. But there's a new generation that hasn't heard those arguments yet. That's why I continue to do this. There are Jehovah's Witnesses out there right now, like right now at this moment as you're watching this, who are just now coming to the conclusion that they don't believe this shit anymore. When they leave the religion, who is going to be there to help them figure this out? to talk about these arguments, to point out the fallacies and the problems and how destructive the religion has been. Who's going to be there to talk about that shit? I am. I'm going to be there. 
Now, I could go off and say, these arguments have already been made a billion times. Who fucking cares? That doesn't help the people who just had their entire lives shredded by this organization and don't know where to turn. So one of the big problems with YouTube atheists back in 2014 and 15 and 16 is that they just kind of lost interest. They lost the plot completely. And as a matter of fact, Armored Skeptic himself apparently believes in ghosts now. I mean, he said it in a video not long ago. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a confession to make. I low-key believe in ghosts. A little. Sometimes. I know, I know, it's not logical. I'm very likely wrong and I can't prove that it's true, but I've just had enough weird experiences in my life that make me wonder if there exists a world out there that eludes our senses. At least I'm open to the idea. Went down this right-wing pipeline and started pushing all these conspiracy theories and shit like that. He needs to take the name Skeptic right out of his name. Seriously. He shouldn't be Armored Skeptic. He should just be Armored. There are a lot of problems with the old YouTube atheists. So that's when I stepped in. 2016, I started my channel because I was sick of hearing about all of this stupid shit that they were pushing at the time. And I wanted to talk about atheism and leaving destructive cults. That's what it was all about. Now I've started a YouTube channel separate from my original where I talk about politics and things like that. That's a completely separate thing. I still talk about atheism and destructive cults on my main channel, and that is what it will always be about. But I go down some of these subjects sometimes on my podcast channel, to be fair. But one of the big problems with YouTube atheism or the atheism movement in general, there are two primary issues here. The first issue is that there's a lot of transphobia and a lot of homophobia and a lot of hate, a lot of racism and sexism and and all of that other shit. It's been like that in the background for like a long time, maybe since the beginning. And I feel like a lot of that stuff is, like, left over from religion. Like, why are we even buying into this shit? Why are we buying into this sexist bullshit that that came straight out of religion? We're atheists. We shouldn't buy into this anymore. But I think a lot of people carried it out of religion with them and refused to let go of it. And the second major issue to atheism that I see is the readiness to pounce on people and destroy them, no matter what. I feel like sometimes people target somebody and want to destroy their lives and will do absolutely whatever it takes to do so. And that that is an extremely concerning trend. I don't really want to get into that too much, but basically what I'm saying is there's a lot of drama. It's constant drama. There's a lot of transphobia. A lot of sexism, a lot of racism, a lot of hate, and then there's a lot of drama. It's constant fucking drama, like nonstop. That's why I have essentially disassociated myself from the atheist community on YouTube, uh, for lack of a better term, because it's just nonstop fucking drama. People hating this person, and if you don't hate them too, then you're not on their side, and they hate you, and all this other stupid shit. Like, I'm just here to talk about religion and politics and how they're mixing that's all i'm here to do so anyway those are my two main complaints about the movement hopefully that answered your question hey this is owen if you're comfortable leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up hey this is alan from indiana 
I was wondering, do you think the QAnon movement might be able to start their own political party? The QAnon creates a third viable political party. It's only a matter of time before the left splits off for an alternate to Democrats, and that would change the entire political paradigm. And if this happened, do you think Johnny Enloe would count this as a correct prophecy since he said God was using Trump as a hinge for the ages? Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Really interesting question. Let me give you guys a little bit of context for what the caller is talking about. And then on March, right when I'm saying that I have this, oh, it's not an open vision, but it was a vision. And so I was like, Lord, as I'm saying that, what the first thing he said is, he is going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from yet. And then the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that. And he said, this time in the presidency is going to be a hinge of the ages and be known as before Trump and after Trump because of the way I'm going to use him. I'm using him as a Trump card, but I'm the Trump card player. And so your nation will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And he said, the nations will be known as before Trump, after Trump. And the Lord, it was like, I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. I usually give you all that option. This time, I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. This is this is a, a, a moment of the ages. This will go down. I don't think that QAnon is going to split off into their own party. I think what they're going to do is try to commandeer the Republican Party. And really, that's politically the best choice, the best option that they have. If they tried to create their own party, they would die in irrelevancy, basically. Um, and they know that. Luckily for them, the Republican Party seems to be more than willing to work with them. They seem to be more than willing to move over uh, a little bit further to the right to make things more and more extreme. That's good for QAnon, concerning for us. I doubt Donald Trump is going to form his own political party, but if he did, QAnon would definitely go with him. Absolutely no doubt about it. I think at that point, the movement would most likely die in obscurity. We could hope for the best. Hi, Owen. This is Milo from Michigan. Um, due to personal issues, I've spent a lot of time in psychiatric hospitals, and you meet a lot of different people there. Um, when I watch your videos about, like, Kat Kerr or Robert Bullock, um, they feel, like, identical to a lot of the people that I've met in hospitals, generally for schizophrenia. Any thoughts on that? Thank you. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Um, it does look very similar to, you know, people who have mental conditions. A lot of this stuff does. And the, f the more extreme you find, the deeper down the rabbit hole people seem to go, the more and more similar it is to actual full-blown mental illness. Now, I think once you go far enough right, it pretty much is all mental illness. Uh, same with the left. You know, you go far enough left, people have these just completely unhinged, strange ideas that almost nobody else in the entire United States or even world holds. And a lot of that kind of comes down to genuine mental conditions that they're dealing with. But I don't think that, I don't think that it could be classified as mental illness, even just basic QAnon ideology, which is pretty fucking out there. 
even that I don't think could be classified as actual men mental illness. It parallels it very closely, but I don't think it actually is, um, according to like psychology, for example. Hi, it's Alice from Florida. I always hear you say that I'm drinking AJ, so I'm guessing it's your favorite drink. I have to know what brand are you drinking? Yeah, good question. I appreciate that. And I am honestly glad that I'm finally being recognized for being the apple juice aficionado that I am. That's basically all I've ever wanted, people to recognize the greatness in me when I speak about apple juice. That's all I wanted. So I'm glad people are starting to see that. I, I'm not picky, actually, surprisingly. I think I'm drinking Mott's right now, drinking Mott's. Although in the podcast, I've been drinking just plain old, perfectly see-through water. Because if you drink apple juice or any, basically anything except for water or a water-based drink like coffee or something, it makes it harder to speak. So uh, I've basically stopped drinking apple juice while I do the podcasts. But yes, I do love apple juice, and I'm glad I'm being recognized for loving it so much. The next voicemail I wanted to listen to, I want to point something out, okay? This person used to call in all the time, and they had phenomenally good questions. I've stopped playing their questions on air because they are impossible to understand. I don't know what it is about the phone they're using or what, but it's so hard to hear that I can't air them, sadly. So I'm playing this one even though it's really hard to hear because I wanted to give the person a message. If this is you, try calling in from a better phone because I want to hear more questions from you. All right, let's give it a listen. Who is the worst cult leader of all time in your opinion? And what message would you use to determine who it is? Okay, there was actually a lot more to the voicemail, but it was completely garbled past that point. I could not understand a word, not even to put subtitles in. But I'll tell you guys what the question was, basically. Who is the worst cult leader of all time, in my opinion, and how did I come to that conclusion? Here's the thing about how cults work. We've all been dealing with viruses a lot lately, right? Viruses that kill more easily are harder to spread because they're killing off their hosts. That means they have a lower likelihood of spreading to the next host, right? For example, Ebola has a 90% death rate or something. It's extremely deadly, but it's really hard to spread it from person to person. And that number changes. So the, the deadlier it is, the harder it will be to contract. The lower its R0 number will likely be. And it works the same the other direction. The lower death rate the easier it is to spread, basically. So COVID is right in the center, right in the danger zone where it's extremely communicable and it's also extremely deadly. Cults actually work in a similar way. It's like a mind virus. So the more overt and extreme they get, the more like just way out in la-la land they go and, and confusing they are and the harder they are to understand as, a, as an organization, the stricter the rules are, the less likely they'll be to bring people in. And that's why groups like Heaven's Gate, for example, only had 40 members or so at the end. 
It was way out there. They had some bizarre ideas about how the world works, but there were only 40 of them. Jehovah's Witnesses are a reasonably large organization because they have pretty much mastered the craft of hiding how fucked up they really are, like as an organization. They've mastered that. So from the outside, people see Jehovah's Witnesses and they're like, oh, they're just kind of eccentric, a little weird. They're a little overly Christian, but that's okay. You know, we're all Christians and they have some level of fellowship with them, some level of respect for them because, you know, we're all Christians here, basically, is how others view it. For that reason, it's still fairly simple for Jehovah's Witnesses to bring new people in. Their beliefs don't deviate that much from traditional Christian beliefs. Once you get fully like indoctrinated, once you're you're completely in the religion, that's when you really discover how much control they have over you. So the bigger the religion is, the more likely it is that they're very either very good at hiding how destructive they are, or they're more insidious about how destructive they are. They do it in smaller, minute ways that the outside world doesn't really see as much. That's kind of how it works. In Heaven's Gate's case, not only were their beliefs weird, they were extremely oppressive. They controlled everything, down to who you talked to on the phone. As a group, they all lived together in a big mansion, and they were never alone, because they didn't want to risk giving in to their bodily desires or something like that. When you ask a question like, who is the worst cult leader in history, and how did I come to that conclusion? I would, I guess I would say, probably the leader of Heaven's Gate. He was probably the most destructive, or one of the most destructive. Jonestown was pretty bad, Jim Jones. Uh, but Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormon leadership, they are also pretty fucking bad. They are just more societally accepted, which means it's easier for people to justify joining, which means they can hurt even more people than Jim Jones or Heaven's Gate hurt, just not as terminally. Marshall Applewhite from Heaven's Gate was probably the worst, but Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and others, Scientologists, they're all pretty bad. All of them are bad. Cults in general are bad, in my opinion. Of all the Republican presidents, why does Trump get the messianic treatment? This is from Alex. Hi, Owen. I've been an agnostic for 10 years, but started watching your channels recently, and your content served as my introductory course on cult culture in America, as well as the crazy shit evangelicals get into, especially over Trump. Which leads to a question I've always wanted to ask. You guys had Republican presidents in the past, but of the Republican presidents after Reagan, why is it Trump's the one the most hardcore evangelical Christians consider their Jesus figure? Like, what made them go, this is it, the Messiah has finally come? I may have missed some, but I've never seen the likes of this with other Republicans before. That's it for me, wishing you and the family safe over there. Alex, I appreciate that. Um, I think that this is something that Fox News has been working Republicans up to for a long time. Reagan was pushing people in this direction. George H.W. Bush kind of backed him off a little bit from some of this. George W. Bush was pushing them again a little bit at a time, but his main driver was the war, the Iraq war. That's That was kind of his thing that he wanted to 
stand on. That's what he wanted his legacy to be about. All the while, Fox News is getting more and more unhinged. They're pushing people toward this cult-like mindset. And not only that, but Christians decide to go on a campaign starting in the 80s, 70s and 80s, to try to inextricably link religion and politics. So Christians, evangelicals, they start running for office. They start working with Fox News and trying to get it to be more extreme. And it's largely succeeded. During the Reagan era and the George Bush senior and junior eras, religion was not as heavily intertwined with politics as it is now. It took this long, I would say, it took to get to Trump because they had been working on this plan all along, and here they are. Now we finally reached a point where religion and politics are heavily intertwined, and a group called Dominionists have done their best to accomplish that goal. They seem to have succeeded, unfortunately. We just have to keep fighting religion and politics. We have to keep fighting for the separation of church and state. That's my answer. How can someone in LGBT slash women slash people of color be conservative? I get people have their beliefs, but conservatism is highly against these people. I was a conservative before I found out I was part of the LGBTQ plus community. Then my whole view on everything changed. Do you have any sort of answer? Thank you. Love your stuff. Yeah, there's a long history of people voting against their own interests. Um, another analogy to this would be people who are impoverished or in the lower middle class tax brackets voting Republican. Why? How could they possibly justify this to themselves? They aren't even hardly paying any taxes if they're in the lower income brackets. If you make $40,000 or less per year, you're paying almost no taxes. So why do you give a shit about lowering taxes for billionaires? It's a propaganda campaign, plain and simple. That is how it happened. That is how people got convinced to vote against their own interests like that. Propaganda campaigns. Fox News has been working on people for... Who knows how long trying to get them to vote Republican so that they can lower taxes so that they can ban gay marriage and all of that other stuff. It's just propaganda campaigns. That's how it happened. When we come back, we're going to talk about Pastor Rick Wiles going ballistic because he thinks the elites are trying to depopulate the planet by changing your DNA. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Rick Wiles. Now, I've talked about him a few times before, but I wanted to give you a little bit of an update on him because he's released some pretty unhinged videos recently. So I wanted to watch some of his other videos about this subject, which is going completely ballistic over anti-vax stuff. 
and then we'll watch the newer video that just came out. So let's watch one from late November 2021, not that old. Check this clip out. What you have to do is end this madness because their madness will never end if we don't stand up to it. Ten years from now, they, they will still be imposing vaccines on people in order for you to breathe. Oh, you want you want to breathe? Oh, you're going to have to have another booster. Okay, well, I have to say, you know, they've been, uh, quote unquote, imposing, question mark, vaccines on people since vaccines were invented in like the 1800s or something. They've always been available to people. We eliminated smallpox by using vaccines. Isn't it eliminated now? We have essentially eliminated polio effectively in the United States through vaccines. It's not at least not as big of a problem as it used to be. We almost eliminated measles in the U.S. through vaccines, you know, until anti-vaxxers got their hooks in the measles vaccine. There have always been vaccines for like 150-something years or 200 years, somewhere in there. And they have done so much good. They've saved so many lives. And this guy is so unhinged from reality that he believes vaccines are the bane of our existence. Let's keep listening. Oh, you want, you want to breathe? Oh, you're going to have to have another booster. I mean, they're, they're going to continue to restrict the rights of people until there is nothing left. What rights have they restricted with the COVID vaccine? They haven't restricted anything. They put some vaccine mandates out, uh, Biden did. But here's a little fun fact about that mandate. It wasn't a vaccine mandate because you had the option of getting out of it by being tested. If there's an option of opting out, it's not a mandate. As a matter of fact, other companies who just so happened to fucking hate Biden were even stricter about their mandates. Biden's mandate was either you had to get vaccinated or you had to be tested weekly for work. Companies were required to either test people weekly or they were required to be vaccinated, one or the other, or they were going to be fined like a ridiculous amount of money. Fox News starts going after Biden over this vaccine mandate, of course. And as it turns out, Fox News's mandate is even stricter. They not only require you to get vaccinated, but if you refuse to get vaccinated, you have to be tested not once a week like Biden's, but once per day. I mean, how can you in good conscience shred Biden and scream about this vaccine mandate when that's your policy? Let's keep listening. And so you have to stop them and you have to be prepared for the unthinkable to be implemented to stop them. What does that mean? That's kind of fucking concerning, isn't it? Be prepared for the unthinkable. Just wait. He gets more explicit in a second. He seems to be dancing around it at this immediate moment. He gets more specific. We're going into world war, and it's a world war against tyrants. And the people are going to have to fight this war on their own against the tyrants. Dude literally wants to go to war against anybody who is in favor of the vaccine, apparently. I mean, that was barely veiled language. Was that even veiled? Was that even a dog whistle? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that was even a whistle. That was just him straight up saying, I want to go to war with anybody who is in favor of the vaccine. If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, listen to this one. Come on. Come on, left. We're going to meet you in the streets this time. You know what they're doing here in Florida? The governor wants a bill passed in Florida to 
empowers citizens to shoot and kill looters and rioters. Yes, sir. Get it done, Governor. The people are with you. We're going to defend this state of Florida. We're not going to put up with this stuff anymore. The left, you better pack up and flee. You better, if you're part of this communist revolution, lefties, you better get out of the country. If, if we find out you're a part of the communist revolution, we're coming after you. All right. I don't care. FBI, put my name down on a list. Go ahead and do it. Do it. I don't care. Is that disturbing enough for you? I mean, it's beyond dog whistles now. Dude's no longer dog whistling. He's just coming out and saying it. He wants anybody to the left of him dead. I wanted to talk a little bit more about his views on vaccines, though, because he, go he, he goes way unhinged on this shit. So this one is from mid-October 2021. Give this one a listen. This is a global coup d'etat by the most evil cabal of people on the planet in the history of mankind. And if it is not stopped in the very near future, they will win. That's what's at stake. Control of the world. Who is they? I mean, this is, this is something called weasel words. I've talked about weasel words before. He's naming some amorphous, some ambiguous they that rule the world and control everything, and they apparently want you dead. They always have these weird supernatural powers to control you in secret ways and do all this medical stuff to you and all this other weird shit. That's what this guy is all about. This guy is unhinged from reality. Let's keep listening. Control of the world. They're planting, they're putting eggs in people's bodies. They. Putting eggs in people's bodies. Okay, go on. We, if you didn't see yesterday's True News, you need to watch it. It's an egg that hatches into a synthetic parasite and grows inside your body. This is like a sci-fi nightmare. And it's happening in front of us. The fact that it's a sci-fi nightmare didn't tip you off to maybe the idea that it, it possibly isn't real. Like, maybe this whole fucking thing is fabricated. Who told you this? I'm sitting here wondering where he heard this, that the vaccine is a synthetic parasite that hatches in your body. And I'm wondering, like, I know he didn't see that on, like, Wikipedia or something, right? He didn't see that on CNN. He didn't even see it on Fox News. I, I don't think Fox News would go that far, although I could be mistaken. He probably heard it from some dude at his studio, one of his tech guys or one of his cameramen probably walked over and was like, hey, did you hear the vaccine is actually like a synthetic parasite that like hatches in your body? I bet that's where he heard this, but it doesn't end there. Does not end there. He just released a new video, a new clip this one came out early December, so it's recent too. Give this one a listen. The new world order is in operation right now. The very thing that people warned for decades was going to happen is underway right now. Oh, isn't that funny? The thing people warned about for decades. Okay, are you talking about like the apocalypse coming, that kind of thing? Is that the thing that people were warning about for decades? I mean, they've, they have been talking about this for decades. They've been talking about this since shit. I mean, for centuries, really. 
since the late 1800s at the very least. I know Jehovah's Witnesses were making end-of-days predictions. I mean, the 1840s, the Millerites were making end-of-days predictions, and from the Millerites came the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Seventh-day Adventists, and other groups. I guess you could say people have been prophesying this stuff for centuries at least, maybe even millennia. I mean, when you think about it, the apostles and the disciples after Jesus died, they thought the apocalypse was going to happen in their lifetimes. And here we sit, 2,000-something or other years later. So yeah, I guess you could say people have been saying this for decades. What makes this moment special? And what makes you special that you have special insight into this information to be able to tell us that the apocalypse is here now or that the New World Order is taking over now? instead of in 1988 or 1982 or 1975 with Jehovah's Witnesses or any of the others. Why at this moment is it happening and how do you know that for a fact? He doesn't, of course. thing that people warned for decades was going to happen is underway right now. A global depopulation of the human race. In fact, what their goal is, is to change the human race. This is Satan in action. This is the return of the Nephilim. As in the days of Noah, they're changing the DNA of the human race. And only the resistors will remain as the pure humans on the planet. Listen to what I just said. Only those who resist this agenda will remain as the pure humans on planet Earth. If you don't die from the vaccine, your humanity will be taken away from you. Can we get a timeline on that? Set a date for me so that I can prove you wrong in three months or six months or a year or whenever it happens to be. This actually sounds really similar to this. This dad is trying to pay his daughter to not get vaccinated. I, I don't want money, though. Like I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? What do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this flu season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? You ever wonder where that guy got it? From Rick Wiles, and people like him. I don't know if he specifically watched Rick Wiles, but... This guy is saying, if you survive the vaccine, if you survive it, your DNA will be irreparably changed forever. You you won't be human anymore. You're going to be like a demon, basically. That's fucking unhinged. I mean, I just talked about this woman last week, Stella Emanuel her little chiron or whatever the fuck you call it says frontline doctor and demon slayer this clip is just from last week i talked about this if you've taken this vaccine there is a way out it is not yet the mark you're still taking the name and the number of his name if you've taken the vaccine it's not too late it's not the mark of the beast yet there's a way to get it out of your body and not take the mark of the beast you repent and cry out to god for mercy he would deliver you. Pete, we have cast that thing out of a lot of people. 
when it is Lucifer, when it is the devil, when it is Luciferous, it can be cast out in the name of Jesus. Rick Wiles and Stella Emmanuel and others are so disconnected from reality. What do we do about these people? What do we do? How do we solve this societal problem? Do we send out like an army of fucking therapists to work with people who are so deathly afraid of getting the vaccine because they believe they're going to turn into demons if they do? Like, how do you deal with this? This is fucking strange. This isn't the only example of Rick Wiles being strange either. If you wondered what kind of a person this guy is, generally speaking, let me give you a little bit of insight into some of Rick Wiles' other beliefs. Check this clip out. This is from late August 2021. He had some things to say about the Jews. We're living in a Zionist matrix in this country. They control the media. They control the, the um, social media. The media and the social media. Fascinating. Zionists. They control everything, apparently. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Zionists are basically people who want Israel to control the world or whatever because they believe that it's God's chosen country, blah, blah, blah. It's weird. This guy is actually in favor of presidents who are pro-Israel for the most part. And let me tell you why. There's a really interesting reason for this. The reason he is in favor of presidents who are pro-Israel is because he believes Israel needs to exist as a nation before Armageddon can come. That's why Israel continues to be protected and defended by the United States to this day, because they need it to exist before Armageddon can come. The Jewish state is part of their conspiracy theories. It's part of their belief system, but that doesn't mean they have to like them. In fact, they don't. People like Rick Wiles and others blame them for killing Jesus and for all of that other stuff. They, they don't fit into their neat little picture of how Armageddon is going to play out. You know what's going to happen to the state of Israel when Armageddon plays out in these people's minds? It's going to be destroyed. That's going to be the end of it. They want Israel to exist because they need it for their prophecy, but they don't give a shit about what happens to Israel uh, after that. With that in mind, with his viewpoints on record, let's keep listening and see what else he says. They, they control major portions of the U.S. government, and our country has been taken over. What we need in this country is a good old-fashioned American revolution to break the back of the Zionists. That's what we need in this country. You want America to be free? Break the back of the Zionist grip on this country and return America to Christ. The Zionists are antichrist. When are you going to wake up, America, and realize you're in bed with the devil? Does it get much more anti-Semitic than that? Uh, I think it might, actually. This one came out mid-November 2021. Now, this guy, Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, says, we're not going to allow you to, to use your conscience as justification to not be vaccinated. Should I point out that Governor Pritzker is Jewish? So? Holy shit. Why does that matter? My God. Who fucking cares if the dude is Jewish? What does that have to do with anything at all? What the fuck is going on right now? Point out that Governor Pritzker is Jewish. The Pritzker family is one of the richest Jewish families in America. In fact, one of the richest families in America in the Forbes 14. 400 
richest families. So we have a Jewish CEO of a pharmaceutical company saying, you and I are criminals. Right. We have a governor of Illinois who is Jewish saying, we're not going to allow you to use your conscience as a way to resist our mandates. No, look, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's perfectly fine. Just get tested every week. This was already covered. What the fuck is going on? Is it going in one ear and out the other? No, he needs this for his persecution complex. That's what it is. He needs this for his persecution complex. But unlike some people, I think this guy really deeply buys his own bullshit. Really. I think he really believes to the bottom of his heart the things that he says. I can't say that about like Ben Shapiro, for example, or Ken Tobin. There are some people that I think may not fully buy what they're saying. Or maybe they're just embellishing a little bit in an effort to spread the word or build on the cause. This guy, I think he buys it. I think he eats it hook, line, and sinker. And that might be even scarier. What do we have here? Yes, begin to see a pattern after a while. There's a pattern. The head of the CDC is Jewish. We can go down a long list. How many Jewish people are involved in this COVID operation? And a pattern forms. And they're making a tremendous amount of money. They're stripping people of their rights and freedoms. They've closed down churches. They've changed society. And now they're going to criminalize you and me for opposing their tyranny. Right. Yeah. You know, I haven't touched on the anti-Semitic aspect to this guy very much in the past, but he is extremely anti-Semitic. I honestly probably should have touched on it long before now. It's really, really weird how his conspiracy theories somehow always revolve around the Jews. Like, what the fuck? Why does it always route back to the Jews? He's like that dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in front of that billboard thing or whatever it was with all the paper all over the place. Somehow always routes back to the Jews and the leftists and the communists. Come on, come on left. We're gonna meet you in the streets this time. If we find out you're part of the communist revolution, we're coming after you. And they're all trying to force you to do things that you don't wanna do and take your rights away. This guy may be further down the rabbit hole than anybody else that I've covered. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I would have to really think about it, but he is a top contender at the very least. When we come back, we're going to talk about the praying medic's weird view of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Dave Hayes. He goes by The Praying Medic. Now, I've talked about him before, but I wanted to touch on a new video that just released about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He has some opinions on her. But before we look at that, I wanted to give you a little bit of a refresher on who he is. So, The Praying Medic has, wait for it, 200,000 followers on Telegram on an obscure app 
that almost nobody uses except for like Trump supporters. He has 200,000 followers. That is fucking nutty. That is a lot. I just wanted to watch a couple of his videos, give you a little bit of background for some of his beliefs. So this one came out May 2019. He's considered to be one of the most prominent Q interpreters. He kind of goes through like the QAnon posts and interprets what Q, the poster, means by them. Give this clip a watch from 2019, see what he has to say. Q has often said, especially over the last six months, this is going to be the end of the D party, the end of the Democrat party. Okay, now, if you are, you know, average person listening, watching Q, like, what do you mean the end of the Democrat party? The Democrat party is not going to end. I would say I'm a normal person, and I am, in fact, watching this, and I'm saying the Democrat party is not going to end. Agreed. Okay, we're all on the same page. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm I simply disagree, good sir. This is from 2019, so I guess he was fucking wrong, wasn't he? And I'm going to explain to you how the Democrat Party is going to end. What we are going to see in the next year unrolled... Uh, this is a prediction, by the way, or prophecy is probably more accurate. It's not a prediction. This is almost bordering on a religious movement. You have to be religious to be a part of this movement, basically. It's a prerequisite. It's a requirement. So I, I'm, I feel comfortable saying that this is a prophecy that he's making about the storm coming. And remember, this is May 2019 when this video was released, and he's telling us that the, the things he's about to describe are going to happen in the next 12 months. We should expect these things he's about to describe to have happened by May 2020, right? Let's keep listening. It is likely hundreds of members of Congress, most of them Democrats, some Republicans, all right, they're going to be arrested and they're going to be prosecuted for corruption. Q said that people in Congress were warned the storm is coming and they were told, if you are playing the game and you are in Congress, when the storm hits, you're going to be prosecuted. Is that what happened? Were hundreds, dozens or hundreds of congressmen actually prosecuted? Of course not. He got real specific with his claims and he even named dates, something that end times pastors learned not to do long and long ago. But here we are, May 2019, they're still doing it. In fact, he just made another prediction not long ago. Do his failed prophecies deter him from making more? Of course not. Do they make him wonder, you know, maybe I'm fucking wrong about some of this. No. He, that never seems to cross his mind. They saw the storm coming and no. they were like, okay, I'm out. If you believe what Mark Taylor has said, mm. we're going to see military tribunals. Oh, hold on. Now, this is important, actually. Did you hear that name he just mentioned, Mark Taylor? We're going to be talking about him in another video. I'm not sure if it'll be on the podcast or the main channel, but keep a lookout for it either way. That's extremely relevant and extremely important. So what did Mark Taylor have to say exactly? If you believe what Mark Taylor has said, mm -hmm. we're going to see military tribunals. We're going to see people. They're going to be public executions and there's yeah. going to be a lot of corrupt people prosecuted. Wow, hold on. So we're not just going to see prosecutions between May 2019 and May 2020. We're going to see full-blown military tribunals and executions. That is a tall claim. And of course, 
it never came true. It never came true, and it doesn't matter to him. Kept chugging along like it did. How do you get this far down a rabbit hole? I don't fucking get it. This clip came out mid-October 2021. It's also fairly recent. Give this one a listen. I would just advise people, be patient. Hang in there. Wait. Don't, don't be impatient. Don't, don't be upset if it doesn't go at the speed that you want it to. The storm is coming. <laughs> and there is nothing anyone is going to do to stop it. The, the storm is on its way. Yeah, that was another 2021 storm prediction of course the storm being that event he was talking about where they all arrest all these politicians and hold military tribunals for corruption blah 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 all that other stuff yeah it never happened of course he made a claim about it in 2018 2019 2020 and 2021 you think he's gonna make one about 2022 as a matter of fact, he already did make a claim that 2022 was going to see a massive wave of corruption trials and tribunals and all that other stuff. He already made the claim. The storm is pretty darn close to being here. Uh, the indictments are starting to be unsealed. And I think that 2022 is going to be glorious. That's where his head is at. That's what he's been up to over the past three years. And by the way, the reason that his prediction started in 2018 and he didn't make one in 2017 is because that's roughly around the time that QAnon came into being in the first place. That's around the time QAnon sprang into existence. Anyways, let's check out the next clip by this guy, late October 2021. Please keep President Trump in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Uh, there were some interesting Scavino tweets, a Scavino tweet last night with uh, an interesting Delta. It's on my Telegram timeline if you want to check it out. Uh, like I said before, I think Q and the team have been observing us on social media. And I suspect they're probably pretty proud about the way we've handled things uh, in their absence. I just wanted to give you guys a pretty clear picture of who he is, what he believes, and, and the things that he's espousing right now. This one's a little bit older. This is from mid-February 2021. Check this one out. Some people have heard the interview with General Flynn where General Flynn said that there is no plan for the military to step in. I'm just gonna ask you some questions and I want you to just tell me if it's nonsense or if there was anything to it at all. Number, number one, did, did President Trump ever sign into action the Insurrection Act? No, nonsense. It, nonsense. Is the United States military running the country or just doing, is that nonsense as well? More nonsense. Good. Good to hear. More nonsense. There's no plan. There's no you know, people. Out, there's so many people out there. Is the plan happening? There's no. I mean, we have what we have, and we have to accept the the situation as it is. Yeah, that interview with Michael Flynn that was a pretty big fucking deal at the time. I remember when it came out, all the QAnon people were jumping on it and saying trying to explain why Michael Flynn would say something like that because a fundamental piece of the QAnon ideology is that there is, in fact, a plan that's being orchestrated and controlled by Donald Trump. Donald Trump is trying to get all of these people arrested, and he's just waiting for the moment, the right second, to flip the switch, to pull the trigger, to make everything 
set in motion, basically, and start all of these mass arrests and military tribunals and all that other nonsense. So when Michael Flynn, a darling of the QAnon movement, comes out and says there is no plan, that upset a lot of people naturally. I think Michael Flynn was probably saying that because he wanted the QAnon people to try to take action themselves. That's my guess. He didn't want them to sit back and wait for somebody else to do the hard work. He wants them to do it. I mean, I have no way of knowing exact. That's just speculation. But anyways, let's listen to the rest of the Dave Hayes video, the praying medic, and see what his response was to Michael Flynn saying that. Well, I would like to suggest um, an alternative viewpoint on that. Um, if if the military had a plan to intervene in American politics and General Flynn was aware of it, I guarantee you he wouldn't tell anybody what he knew publicly for operational security. Dude, are you kidding me? You just cannot give up on this, can you? This is so sad. The dude that you're listening to and, and effectively following around like a puppy and agreeing with has told you there is no plan. Now, accept that as a fact and move forward from there. Seriously. When is this guy going to give up on it? Will he ever? I don't think so. I don't think this guy... I think he's in it for the rest of his life. I, I don't think there is anything that will turn him against this movement no matter how many failed predictions he has no matter how much proof comes out that this is nonsense it isn't gonna matter he's going to eat it up hook line and sinker no matter what so that brings us to the next clip this is the one about alexandria ocasio-cortez he had some interesting things to say so let's give this a listen this came out early december 2021 check it out say somebody that you think is a good guy, that most people in our movement think is a bad guy, who do you think would, would, would be that person? I've got mine already picked. AOC. <laughs> That's mine. I, I think she's a good guy too, but anyway. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not I joking been, either. I have been uh, subtly suggesting for ever since she got in office that she's a Judas goat. A Judas goat. Interesting. What does he mean by Judas goat? Fascinating. Subtly suggesting for ever since she got in office that she's a Judas goat. AOC is not that stupid. No, she's really not. Okay, that was a really weird way to say she's not stupid. What was with this guy's eyes? Let's just step back. Why are his eyes bugging out like that when he says that? No, she's really not. That's fucking weird, right? Is it just me? Was that like cringy as fuck? And she is playing stupid. So why is she playing stupid? Why is she playing like this ditzy airhead who knows nothing? Oh, check this out. We're going to watch him formulate a conspiracy right in front of us. You guys ready for this? This is going to be interesting. So why is she playing stupid? Why is she playing like this ditzy airhead who knows nothing? Mm -hmm. Because it's an act. All right, if, she, if, she, if it's an act, then why is she acting? Who gave her the role as an actress? What's her what's her purpose? What is she trying to do? You you catching all this? Somebody had to have given her the role as an actress. She couldn't have come up with this idea herself for any reason, right? There always has to be somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings in their mind. This is so interesting. And it became apparent to me back then, you know, 2017, 2018, that she was um, either volunteered for or got chosen as the person who would lead the Democrats over the cliff, 
she would take socialism so far and make it so outrageously obvious to normies normies by the way is a QAnon term it's a and pleb they're two terms that other people use pretty commonly too but it's like a code word it's like in the glossary of the QAnon book called the what is it the great awakening by a, a whole bunch of different QAnon authors anonymous authors or something i'll put a picture of it up on the side of the screen here but anyways these are all QAnon like words it's loaded language and cliches that they're using all through here obvious to normies that this this can't work if it weren't for aoc yeah i just want to touch on this real quick so basically he's saying aoc is like uh an actress that got into the role to be like way over the top socialist to try to show people how bad socialism is is that what he's saying or to try to lead the democratic party over a cliff with socialism or whatever is she even socialist i don't think she is socialism is basically just advocating for workers taking over the control of the means of production and supply and that's not what i've ever heard her advocate for she's just trying to push more social policies through isn't she i mean th this isn't making any sense to me i don't understand how is she like going way over the top with socialism and I know there's a difference, but he doesn't. How is it that he is saying she's way over the top socialist without crossing into communist? I understand there's a difference between the two, and I know what the difference is. But in his mind, shouldn't over the top socialism just kind of bleed into communism? Why is he saying she's way over the top socialist without saying she's just full blown communist? This can't work. If it weren't for AOC uh, taking the Green New Deal and, and you know, hyper-socialism to the extremes, she has um, probably done more to discredit socialism than anybody I can think of. And I, and I believe she's, she's doing it intentionally. I have a couple of friends who've had dreams that revealed that she was a white hat uh, on our side <laughs> working covertly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for years, I thought that she was a white hat. Oh, well... <laughs> Dude had dreams. That that explains everything. Dude had dreams. Now we know it's true. He had dreams telling him that she was a quote-unquote white hat, as he calls it, and that's all we need to know. She's a white hat. There are some real unhinged people in this movement, and if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, this is entertaining as hell to watch. When we come back, we're going to talk about Pastor Mark Taylor's belief that Trump won't win in 2024 unless he disavows the vaccine. I remember a time when he was afraid Biden would take credit for the vaccine. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Mark Taylor, aka the Firefighter Prophet. Now, I've talked about this guy a few times before, but let me give you a little bit of background on who he is exactly. This is 
what he looks like right here. This is him on a TV show. Basically, Liberty University, uh, Jerry Falwell's school, I guess you could call it, created this documentary on him a while back called uh, The Firefighter Prophet, I believe, or The Trump Prophecies. I don't remember which one it was. I'm not really sure what the name of it was exactly. It was either The Firefighter Prophet or The Trump Prophecies. But anyways, it was created by Liberty University, and it was all about this guy and how this guy claimed to prophesy Donald Trump's presidency. He claimed that he was going to run in 2012 that Trump was going to run and win in 2012 against Obama. Of course, that failed. And then 2016 comes along and Trump runs and wins. And suddenly he's this big famous guy because he was correct about a prophecy that he actually wasn't even fucking correct about. But none of that matters when it comes to this group of people. None of the facts matter. The facts are completely irrelevant. So anyways, this guy starts going down a, a rabbit hole, a deep rabbit hole, and before the 2020 election actually took place, he had some things to say. So I wanted to give a listen to this compilation and see what he had to say uh, right before the 2020 election actually took place. Check this out. The Democrats are not going to win for decades to come. You're not going to see another Democrat in the White House for decades, I don't believe, if ever again right now at this point, because they are literally, you're seeing literally the destruction of the Democratic Party. Well, that's an interesting turn of phrase, isn't it? Haven't we heard that before? I think we have. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Dave Hayes, the praying medic, who said that exact phrase earlier. Listen to this. Q has often said, especially over the last six months, this is going to be the end of the D party, the end of the Democrat party. If you believe what Mark Taylor has said. How about that shit? He's even referencing Mark Taylor, the firefighter prophet, the so-called firefighter prophet. What a name. If you believe what Mark Taylor has said, we're going to see military tribunals. We're going to see people. There are going to be public executions and there's going to be a lot of corrupt people prosecuted. That is going to have an indelible impact on the minds and the psyche of an entire generation so needless to say mark taylor is actually really well respected in the QAnon movement in the QAnon community and in the trumpist community if you will trump he's one of trump's biggest supporters and biggest believers and that's going to come into play in a little while with one of his newer clips but let's keep listening to what he has to say here in this compilation pre-2020 election. Uh, look, it doesn't matter who runs up against Trump. It doesn't matter because they're going to lose, period. Trump's going to win the election. It's going to be a blowout in 2020. We all know it. What God has shown me is that he will be in for two terms, period. Mm -hmm. And I can even add to that now a little <laughs> bit because God has shown me again that there will be another Trump in the White House oh, really? after Donald Trump. Wow, that's oddly specific. He's saying Donald Trump is going to have like help his kid run to be the president after he leaves or something. I guess this guy's obsession is just with Trump and everything Trump is all about, all of his kids and everything. He needs Trump in his life, apparently. Let's keep listening. Look, when, when this is all said and done, the Democrats will be finished for good. And I've said this for a long time. I said that you will not see another Democrat in the White House for many, many years, if ever again. And this right here, I believe, which we're seeing happening, which is the death of the Democratic Party, this right there will be uh, that prophecy coming to pass. Notice in the background, trust the plan, a big Q. Yeah, these people are all QAnon supporters, QAnon believers. QAnon is 
a very complex conspiracy theory that covers a lot of ground, but it has very specific claims that not every other conspiracy theory has. So you can ask specific questions to just anybody. Just take a poll of anybody in the United States. Do they believe this thing or that thing? Do they believe that in sometime in the near future, a number of politicians are going to be prosecuted by a military tribunal for corruption? When asking that question, you are fishing for QAnon members specifically because QAnon is the only group that believes that the storm, as they call it, is imminent. It's going to happen. And it's a very specific description of exactly what is going to happen and when. So you can take this poll and ask these questions that kind of filter out how many people in society are QAnon. But the problem is that there are like different levels to QAnon. Like you can be deep, deep in it, like have all of the books that have been written about it and have read every single Q post and have donated $10,000 to Donald Trump over the years, just the whole nine yards. You can be real deep in it, or you can be just on the surface and generally accept the claims that QAnon provides, but don't really know much about it otherwise. Think about it like it's two separate circles. Like you've got the inner circle. Shit, I keep bumping my mic. So you've got the inner circle that I'm guessing probably makes up in the range of 5 million people, roughly, which is, give or take, the population of every Mormon and every Jehovah's Witness in the United States. That's the kind of core QAnon audience that believes it to the bottom of their hearts. And then the wider circle is people who accept the claims of the QAnon movement but aren't full-blown QAnon themselves. I would say that circle probably makes up 25 million people total, including the inner circle. It's people who would be QAnon if they knew more about it, probably. Or they haven't done the whole deep dive. They're just accepting the claims. They don't know the lore. They just accept the claims, basically. And then you've got an even broader audience, a third circle, that probably makes up, I don't know, somewhere in the range of 30% of the Republican Party, which accepts some of the QAnon claims. But one thing is for sure, either way, with all of this information that we have, QAnon is affecting the Republican Party deeply. It's affecting the issues people run on and the representatives that are running in the first place. It's affecting how people vote and how they talk and the things that they talk about, and that's pretty concerning. No matter how small QAnon actually is, it's affecting things, and that should be concerning to us. Let's keep listening to Mark Taylor. He actually released another clip mid-October 2021, and he had some really weird shit to say in this one. Give this a listen. Let me tell you how bad this has gotten, okay, with the dark side right now, the prophetic okay. plagiarism. That's not just happening to me. I've talked to other true prophetic voices that it's happening to, and they're sick and tired of it as well. Prophetic plagiarism, he says. What the fuck is prophetic plagiarism? I literally can have a conversation with someone on the phone right now, and we're documenting, by the way. We know who they are. We know who's behind it. But I can have a conversation 
of new revelation that God's given me with my intercessors. Yes. 24 hours later, it'll be on someone's YouTube channel or it'll come out on a, somewhere on Elijah list or it'll come out with this prophetic person or that prophetic person. Paul, how are they doing this, buddy? Are you serious? He's making prophetic pronouncements or whatever and he doesn't know how they're coming out. Do you think maybe it's possible that God gave the same message to somebody else too? Is that a possibility? I mean, I don't buy any of this shit. Obviously, somebody is copying your ideas. That seems pretty obvious to me. But, uh, you know, under your belief system, God's giving you these messages. Why is it so absurd to think that he isn't giving the same ones to other people? Like a billion people prophesied that Trump is going to be the president in 2020. Did they copy their prophecies from others? Or did they claim that God gave them to them? I wonder who he's talking about, though. Is it Johnny Enlow? You guys think it's Johnny Enlow? I would love to think it's Johnny Enlow. Paul, how are they doing this, buddy? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, hearing this and speaking. Thank you. It, it is a, they're listening to familiar spirits, or they're listening to a demon, demonic network that's telling them what the conversation is, remote viewing, or astral projection. These are not your friends, folks. I am telling you now, this is where the judgment of God's going to come down on these guys. Astral projection? He jumps to astral projection rather than God gave the same message to this other person? That's fucking strange. Why did he jump all the way there? I, I didn't even know that he accepted astral projection. I guess this is another part of the QAnon belief system that I was not privy to or something. I don't know. You think that one's weird? Here's one from mid-November 2020. This is immediately after the election took place, I believe. Okay, so Mark Taylor goes on this guy's podcast. I think it's the Erskine podcast, is, I believe is what it's called. And he's talking about some pretty interesting stuff. He's talking about the vaccine and they're talking about COVID. Um, if you remember, at this time, the vaccine was not quite out yet or or it was being done in trials or something. I think the vaccine was officially released in like January, early January, right before Biden took office. You know, I, I should probably just find out. Um, so it looks like the vaccine was actually released in mid-December to late December to the public, but it was still kind of restricted who could access it at that point. Like, it was mostly just the elderly and, and immunocompromised people or whatever, I think. Um, so by January, before Biden took office, the vaccine came out. I believe that's the timeline. Uh, the vaccine was widely available. So this is mid-November, pre-vaccine. Let's give this a listen and see what he had to say for himself. They're calling, even calling it the Biden vaccine. And isn't it interesting? They wait till a week after the election to announce they have a vaccine. Right. That's Erskine. Apparently, they are upset because they're calling it the Biden vaccine. I don't know who the fuck was calling it that at the time, first of all. I had not heard that from anybody at the time. But isn't it interesting that they're like seemingly so far excited for the vaccine? Like they're they're pumped up. They're they're waiting. They want the vaccine to come out and they're ready to thank Trump for it. How about that shit? Isn't that interesting? Let's keep listening. The election to announce they have a vaccine. Right. This has been a set up from the very beginning from the Democrats, you know, whether it was trying to hurt Trump with the covid, whether it was trying to hurt him uh, with this or that. 
I mean, there's so many different things. You know, the vaccine, I, I tell people, if you were listening to Trump back in the COVID times. Back in the COVID times. This is November. We hadn't even entered the COVID times quite yet at this point. Like, it was about to get real bad uh, leading up to this. A lot of his press conferences, Trump's 10 steps ahead of everybody. And I'm sorry, what? Trump is 10 steps ahead of everybody? Can I get one single example of Trump being 10 steps ahead of anybody? Trump's 10 steps ahead of everybody. And when you listen to him speak, every time that he would say the word COVID, switch that out with the word cabal. Mm -hmm. Every time that he, he says, what is the cure? The vaccine. What is the vaccine? We, the people in the military, when they go in and they start arresting these people, I think this, he was giving code out a lot of times to, to the people because there's always more than one depth of revelation to what he says. Isn't that an interesting choice of words? Always more than one depth of revelation to what he says. How about that shit? That is some prophetic religious language he's using right there, right? He's so much far ahead of the game. So the vaccine is the cure for what? The cabal. That's what's going to happen, I believe, when they release the vaccine. So he's apparently under the impression that Donald Trump was giving code to everybody. When he was saying the word vaccine, he meant we, the people of the military. And when he was saying covid he actually meant the cabal and they were going to start the storm this is really concerning shit these people are reading into something that's just not there and i i'm just waiting for the day when they think that they heard trump say some secret code words that means you know put things into action you guys are supposed to go down there and do something about this right now on this specific day and time i'm more worried about people mistaking donald trump just using normal speech normal everyday language and thinking that there's a code in there that they're supposed to be living up to some kind of secret message you're supposed to be picking up because they've been doing this picking up secret messages this entire time with q that's what the whole thing is all about picking up secret coded messages, reading into things and interpreting things that weren't really there in the first place. That's what the whole Q account was intended to do. Try to make people think like conspiracy theorists, and it succeeded gloriously. I really hope the day doesn't come when these people think that they've interpreted a message from Trump out of the things that he's said. Hell, I hope the day doesn't come when Trump really does tell them to go down to D.C. and do something they really shouldn't be doing. Anyway, there's another clip. Early September 2021 is when this one came out. Check this out. We have got to stand up to this stuff. This is a genocide that is taking place right now, Paul. Yeah. And where is the church? Where's the prophets? Yeah. Where are they? Because the fact, of the, mat the fact of the matter is this is going to go down as one of the biggest genocides in world history right now and only we can stop it we the people can stop it again the faster we rise up and do something the faster this stuff will be over with look i'm sick and tired of hearing joe biden impeach joe biden yeah you and i both know this is going to be nothing okay in an right. impeachment just like it was with clinton i'm yeah. tired of hearing about the 25th amendment look i want him his administration millie and these other generals that are responsible for Afghanistan, they need to be arrested and charged with treason. Isn't it fascinating how this guy just did a complete 180 on the vaccine? This guy is sitting here calling it a global genocide, the vaccine. This is a 
genocide that is taking place right now, Paul. How about that shit? Like, just last year, he was getting upset that people were calling it the Biden vaccine. That is a whiplash-inducing level of 180. This guy is so completely disconnected from reality. I am seriously waiting for him to come up with some secret message from Trump that Trump never really sent to take action and do something that he really shouldn't be doing. Oh, and uh, notice the advertisement in the bottom here. It says, up to a 65% discount on merchandise at mypillow.com. Use promo code FUNTV. Fun TV, I guess that's one way to describe what we're watching here. Fun TV. Isn't that interesting? Mike Lindell, even at, uh, when was this? This was back in, when did this come out? Yeah, this was back in early September 2021. Even in September, Mike Lindell is sponsoring all of these weird little shows. Getting sponsorship deals is actually really difficult. You have to be a certain level before people will even consider you. So I'm actually pretty concerned about the fact that this this show that we're watching here with this guy and Mark Taylor is big enough that it's capable of getting sponsorship deals like that. So that brings us to our last clip with Mark Taylor. This one came out late November 2021. Let's check this one out see what he said. If he doesn't get ahead of the vaccines now, I think he's, he's going to take a huge hit if he's not careful. He's already taken a hit from the Patriots because if you if you just simply look at, at Mark Levin's interview he did the other night, if you go on Telegram and you read the comments, okay, just read the comments from the Patriots, they are fuming when he talks about the, the, the vaccine and how he's proud of it. They are fuming. Wow, isn't that interesting? They have completely turned on Donald Trump, completely turned on him because he was advocating for people to get the vaccine. Isn't that fascinating? They seem to be genuinely upset with the guy over the fact that he was trying to push people to get vaccinated. You guys remember a while back, Trump was pushing and prodding Biden to ask him to promote the vaccine. And Jen Psaki, the press secretary, basically said, we're not going to get on our knees and beg Donald Trump to ask people to get vaccinated if he wants to save people's lives and he's more than free to, you know, do that. As COVID-19 cases rise, if this is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you guys are having a hard time getting a certain part of the population to go get the mm -hmm. shot, would President Biden ever call former President Trump and say, I need your help, let's cut a PSA and tell people to go do it? We've seen almost every former president play a role in putting out a PSA, uh, making sure people understood in the country that the vaccine is safe and effective. We don't believe that requires an embroidered invitation to be a part of. Uh, but certainly any role of anyone who has a platform where they can uh, provide information to the public that the vaccine is safe, it is effective. We don't see this as a political issue. Uh, we'd certainly welcome that uh, engagement. I think that was the correct answer from Jen Psaki and from the Biden administration. Don't beg Trump to do anything. If he wants to get people to get vaccinated and stay healthy, then he will. If he doesn't, then he won't. Simple as that. Begging is not going to help. It's not going to do anything. In fact, it may actually do more damage than good. I think it was the right call from the Biden admin to do that, to just tell him to do it if that's what he wants to do. And sure enough, Trump did. To his credit, he came out and he said, you guys should be getting vaccinated. You know what happened? I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got, no, that's okay. That's all right. 
You got your freedoms, but I happen to take the vaccine. Dude was booed at his own event for advocating for getting the vaccine. Just a few minutes ago, we were watching a clip where this guy and others were upset that people were calling it the Biden vaccine instead of the Trump vaccine. They're calling, even calling it the Biden vaccine. And isn't it interesting? They wait till a week after the election to announce they have a vaccine, right? Erskine is the guy's name who was saying that. And now we're at the point where Mark Taylor, Trump's de facto biggest supporter, is saying he's n- he may not vote for him or others in the movement may not vote for him if he continues advocating for taking the vaccine. He can't excuse that. That is nuts. And not looking good for Trump, actually, in reality. You know, Trump only needs to lose one major voting block to not win an election, seriously. Trump is one major voting block away from losing. Trump probably wouldn't win the 2024 election anyways, in my opinion. This is probably not shared by everybody, but incumbents are really, really hard to unseat. It is difficult to get an incumbent out. And that's why we have term limits. The only president that really ran past two terms got four terms, FDR. He just kept running and running and kept winning and winning. Finally died in office, I think three weeks after winning his fourth term. And that's when they put term limits in. It's so difficult to unseat somebody that's already in the job because they're like well you know that guy could be bad his opponent but we know how bad this guy is and we're we're comfortable with this level of bad usually that's why it blew me away when donald trump lost it blew me away it is so difficult to unseat an incumbent and joe biden will have that power behind him the incumbency power so i honestly think it's extremely unlikely that Donald Trump would win in 2024 if he ran, if he ran. He is extremely likely to run, and if he loses one voting block, he's very likely going to lose anyways. This voting block that this guy here represents, the QAnon voting block, this could be the one that he needs to lose. And and they are literally threatening not to support him in his next election or from here on out until he turns the other way. That's what I'm getting. I it's very worrisome. I have it's very worrisome. I mean, that's what I'm getting unif- uniformly across the board. It's what you're getting. It's what I'm getting. You know how hard it is to turn a Republican voter against a Republican politician. It's historically so fucking difficult. You know what it took for Andrew Cuomo to basically lose the good graces of the electorate sexual impropriety basically to sexually harass people and so on and so forth i don't actually know what exactly what he did but that's all it took whatever it was he did that's that's what it took to get him out of office he will most likely never win another election again if he even runs i doubt he will because a lot of the time democrats don't really put up with people who take advantage of people or whatever, like sexual impropriety. They don't put up with that kind of thing for the most part. There are consequences, electoral consequences for Democrats for that kind of behavior. Not this, not the case necessarily with Republicans. Look at Matt Gates, Dude basically didn't even take a hit. I mean, l- look at any number of Republican politicians who have been accused of sexual impropriety, even convicted of it in some cases. And there's still 
in office still. The, it is so fucking difficult to get a Republican voter to turn against a Republican politician. This right here blows me away that they're even talking about it. Right. These are heartfelt, real people, not trolls. Yeah, yeah. These are real people. How do we rescue the president? We, we, he needs a rescue. How do we rescue him? That, and that was what I was saying. I, I think the cure to all of this would be to come out swinging for the American people, say stop the, uh, stop the vaccines immediately, all four companies. Because look, we all know big farmers behind us, period. We, we, we all know that. Who's we? What does that even mean, Big Pharma's behind this? I don't understand. What what does he mean by that exactly? Can he clarify? You mean they invented it? Okay, sure. Or maybe not even invented it. You mean they're manufacturing it? Yeah. I, I'm behind you all the way. Big Pharma is behind this manufacturing effort. What is Big Pharma doing that you don't like? Oh, my God. You know, for a split second there, I forgot the dude was QAnon and was just going off on, like, the possibilities of what he believed without realizing that, yes, he believes all of it, all of the crazy shit that they say about vaccines. In fact, he's probably the source of some of it. To come out and say who led him astray, and then he needs to hold them accountable, perp walk them on national television, arrest them, charge them with treason, genocide, whatever it is. <laughs> Charge them with genocide? I didn't know that was a charge in the U.S. And then they need to be held accountable. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you, you know what I mean? These people need to repent, but that's not going to stop justice from being served. They're so unhinged from reality, dude. So unhinged. Sometimes I just want to, like, go into these message boards where you find people like this, you know, like patriots.win, for example. Go into this forum here and then just make a revelation about something. And, and, and see the wheels spin, see their gears turning in their head and trying to figure out what to make of what you just said and how it fits into like their conspiracy theory that they already have going and all this other stuff. It's so fascinating to look at this shit and, and see how they rationalize this thing with that thing. It is fucking bizarre. I have never seen anything like it. This cult, the QAnon cult, is one of a kind. I don't think I've ever studied a cult quite like this one. Heaven's Gate rivals it in levels of just sheer strangeness in what they believe. Heaven's Gate was up there, but QAnon has it all. The strange shit the lack of evidence, the violence, the anger, and the power, sadly. They have more political power than they should. Sometimes it's hard to watch these people say the things they say because it's like, what the fuck has the country come to? But I've said this before, I'll say it again. The moral arc bends toward justice. You know, we'll take five steps backwards, but we will take ten steps forward again. Don't let this stuff get you down. For now, we have to continue to call this out and laugh at it to some degree, show how ridiculous this kind of thing is, because if we don't, somebody will come along and see this shit and take it seriously. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week.
If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.